Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, SFFIA listeners. Welcome to Backlist to the Future, our bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy, because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Jen Northington, recording on January 29th, and today I'm talking about books that are darkly compelling. In our most recent SFF Yeah episode, uh, we got talking a little bit about catharsis and why it is that even in times of a lot of stress and anxiety, sometimes we turn to, you know, horror or books that are very dark about the things that are related to what we're going through. And I do think that, you know, those books can serve a huge purpose in naming the thing and helping us face it fictionally, which then maybe gives us more readiness, as as the word I'm going to go for, to face it in our everyday lives. Uh, But you also have to be ready to face the thing in fiction as well as in real life. And sometimes it's too much. But every now and then, you know, I find myself in the same place as Sharifa in that I want something really dark. And the two books I'm going to talk about today definitely are that. Uh, But before I talk about those books, let us hear from our sponsor, which is Tales of the Astonishing Black Spark from Lanternfish Press. When a bolt of lightning grants Donald McDougal superhuman abilities, he sees his new power as a ticket out of a dead-end job in his Ohio hometown. But the pursuit of superheroic fame comes with a price tag he may not be able to afford. This is a fast-paced contemporary adventure, great for longtime comic book fans and readers who love satiric commentary, Uh, a good next read for fans of comics like Black, Genius, and The American Way. And again, that's Tales of the Astonishing Black Spark by Charlie J. Askew from Lanternfish Press, which, shout out to them, is a small publisher local to me who do great speculative fiction. So I will definitely be giving this a look and maybe you will too. All right. So let's talk about dark, dark, dark books. Uh, I have two I want to talk about. The first is a book that I rediscovered as I was organizing my bookshelves today. I was like, oh yeah, this is perfect for what I wanted to talk about. And it is The Little Black Book of Stories by A.S. Byatt, who I feel like is much better known for her like giant, lengthy, sweeping literary historical fiction. Um, But Byatt also is the author of several like beautifully small short story collections. I own... I want to say all of them, three or four. They're like 250 pages. They're these beautiful, tiny hardcovers that they come in. And Little Black Book of Stories is 
extremely horror. I mean, it's very, like, sort of in the tradition of Angela Carter, I want to say. Um, and Victor Laval, I think, also is doing similar things more contemporarily. But these stories are sort of remixed fairy tales with very dark twists. Uh, I'm going to give content warnings for body horror, uh, harm to babies and children, and abuse. And I, you know, there's only like five, yeah, there's five stories in this collection. They're, it's small. Um, and, and the one that has really stuck with me, the first one I recalled from looking through this was A Stone Woman, which is as you might guess from the title, about a woman who is gradually turning to stone. And I remember the images from this story are so strong in my head. It also includes like trolls and Scandinavia and there's also some like very mundane, like taking a bath while you're turning to stone. It's really sort of eerie, but also kind of whimsical and by it balances those two things incredibly well. And then there's other stories in here that are just like straight up horror, like The Thing in the Forest, which follows these two women who were part of the generation uh, from of English children from World War II who were sent away from the city during the Blitz and, um, you know, were held in these like country houses where sort of you know, temporary orphanages. Um, and they they saw a thing in a forest um, and, you know, years later are reunited and talking about it. Um, there's body art, which takes place in a, a hospital in a maternity ward and is woo, super intense and weird. I don't even like know what to say about that. There's a there's one about a fetch. Um, it's just all kinds of really interesting, weird, creepifying stories. But what Byatt does so well in all of her books is really dig into that human element and the way that people try to handle the horrific in their lives. Like, how do you how do you try to turn it into something that feels manageable that maybe do you deny it? Do you lean into it? Like, what do you do? with these moments of horror. But in and in this case, these moments of horror are like literally horror, not just like the horrors of everyday life. So yeah, really intense, really dark, really compelling, really interesting. And I thought there were some readers, uh, listeners who might not be aware of it and therefore should go check it out. And then the second book is uh, An Unkindness of Ghosts by River Solomon, which I know we've talked about on the show, but it's been a long time. And I got excited about River Solomon all over again because they have a new book coming out in May called Sorrowland that I think we just didn't get to because we just didn't have that much room to talk about our most anticipated on the recent episode. But I'm super jazzed about this book. It is a sort of gothic modern, bendy, cross-genre, fantasy, small town. Who knows? Like, it's a, it's a lot of things. Uh, look it up. Get excited. Maybe pre-order it. Again, that's Sorrowland. That's coming in May. Um, and it reminded me of how intense An Unkindness of Ghosts was, which is their first novel, I believe. It was a debut. And it is... Oh, right. 
content warning, uh, enslavement and all of the related violences, as well as ableism and homophobia. And Unkindness of Ghosts uh, takes place in space on a generation, you know, starship that has uh, sadly basically reproduced the social and racial hierarchies of Antebellum South. So the darker, browner, blacker inhabitants live on the lower levels where they have limited food and it's very cold. They don't have a lot of medical, uh, you know, attention or options. And they are forced to work so that the lighter, whiter, upper class citizens who live on the literal upper decks uh, and who have things like pools and, you know, all of the comforts and luxuries that you can fit into a starship um, so that they can have the lives that they want. And these are enforced violently. Um, They do not have bodily autonomy in a lot of ways. And Aster, our main character, is an assistant uh, to the medical folks. Um, She's got a very basic understanding, which is, you know, more than a lot of folks have in her area. Um, And so she does what she can. She's also neurodivergent, and she does not fit in very well in all kinds of ways. She's constantly being called, you know, odd or strange or whatever. Um, And, you know, she kind of doesn't care. And of course, she kind of does because it impacts how she lives her life. She mostly just wants to be left alone. But her mother, who uh, departed her life very young, her mother committed suicide, uh, she finds these journals and some, uh, you know, clues, basically, that... Maybe what she has learned about her mother is not true. And these all tie into the way that the starship is governed and the hierarchical system that is in place. And she finds herself sort of sucked into um, some rumored rebellion, which she kind of doesn't necessarily want to be involved with. She's not a joiner. She's not an organizer. She just wants to find out the truth about her mother. But things get so much bigger than just her own story. And you watch her navigate that. And it is, like I said, it's, you know, it's brutal in a lot of ways. I think um, so often with science fiction, we want to pretend that, like, when we get out to the stars, we will be our best versions of ourselves. We'll leave all of these, you know, things behind and just, like, be citizens of the universe. But we're people and we carry, you know inherited trauma we carry systemic violence and racism we carry all kinds of things with us wherever we go because we haven't unlearned them yet and this vision of a society in space that has not unlearned any of these things is really i think worth contemplating uh And, you know, thinking about like, especially right now, like, how do we unlearn these things so we don't carry them with us wherever we go forever in the future? Um, And it's also a really interesting starship story. I love a generation starship story. And this one is fascinating the way that Solomon has imagined it. And yeah, it's great. And I think it's so worthwhile to read for so many reasons. And uh, not only because it was a debut, what a stellar debut. Uh, So yeah, okay, I'm (laughs) I'm rambling now. So that's An Unkindness of Ghosts by River Solomon. And yep, those are my two super dark, super compelling books for you. Uh, I wish you good catharsis, whatever you're reading. Uh, Thanks so much to our sound editor, D.R. Baker, for making us sound great every, each and every episode. Thank you all for listening. 
If you'd like to get in touch, maybe you want to email us some theme ideas or just feedback about the show, which we always love to th- see. Thanks so much to those of you who regularly send in. We read them. We don't always respond, but we do read them. Uh, you can send those emails to sffyeah at bookriot.com. If you're also inclined, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It does help other folks to find the show. And in between shows, you can find me mostly on Instagram. It's I am Jen IRL. That's I A M. J-E-N-N-I-R-L. And we will talk to you next time. 